Welcome to, to Spitting, Spitting Silver, Silver and, and Black. Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. Woo! Thank you guys so much for listening to Kaylin and I. Go ahead and introduce yourself again. I am Kaylin Sokal. And my name is Anaya, aka Anaya on Fire. And as you may, you, you might think that I've been Please replaced. stop with that voice. Listen, Kaylin, I'm going to do it the entire episode. And I've been working on Our my fans don't like it. Well, listen. Don't, let's not lose fans. This is going to invigorate and, and excite. It already know. makes me fall asleep. Well, I hope you stay up because we have a great episode. What's the name of our episode today? Three firsts. Three firsts. And explain how your interesting mind came up with that exquisite because name. the Raiders have... Three first round picks, and this is our third episode, so it only makes sense to tie the both tie them both in because today we'll be talking about the draft, among several other things. And where are we broadcasting? We are broadcasting out of Greenspoon Hall from the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah, and speaking of that, last week when we were talking about the new, you know, the head men's basketball coaching yes, search. Yes, we were. The fate of who our head coach will be for the rest of the season and prior in seasons going forward. Well, the rest of the season will be Mar- head coach Marv Menzies. Yes. But there have been brand new reports coming from your very own Joe, Joe Rigo and Jeffrey Wadloff. And they said that Bad Mata is also interested in job. But number one is... Rick, Rick Pitino. Pitino. And I, of coach. course, you all know Rick Pitino. He won two national titles, one at Louisville and one at Kentucky. Yes. And he's under investigation by the FBI and NCAA right now. But he'll probably be your new UNLV Run Rebel head coach and return the Run Rebels to the glory days under yes. Jerry Tarkanian. Yes. Maybe, potentially... If we get Rick Pitino, we can get him a statue sitting up there right next to Talk. Because if you think he about it. He can sit in the empty bench. Yes, the one right next to him. Exactly. It's brilliant, Caitlin. I love it. So You all need to see that, by the way. Yes, you do. And if you haven't, uh, if you're not living in Las Vegas, come on. Take a trip out here. Visit the university. The campus is amazing. It's huge. We do love our basketball. It's so small. And our football here. Uh, the football team is only getting better, and they'll soon be. T- producing Raiders. Vic Vermontes might soon be a Raider. Yes, and with the facility that they're opening very soon, that's like the, fati- the limits. There fatita is no football limit. Facility. The fatita, and thank you so much to all the Fatitas in the Valley who have just, what's the word I'm looking for? Donated. They have donated so much money and put so much money into our athletics here. And they even have their own middle school as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's located, but... It's in our valley somewhere. But as you mentioned, as you were mentioning, the football program at UNLV is only getting better and building and building. With this new practice facility, they can just be pooping out little writers very soon. And head coach Tony Santos is doing a great job. Year after year, he does a better and better job of recruiting. recruiting. And shout out to Tony Sanchez if you're listening. Yes, the ex-Gorman Gale. The ex-Gorman 
Gale. He did wonders up there. So he won high school national champions. Multiple and raised legends. So I think it's brilliant what he's doing with our football club here. And uh, Rick Pitino, I hope that uh, he listens to this podcast and listens to our hearts in the Valley. As you said, the glory days have been over since talk. And I mean, they ro- arose a little a when, little. you know, we had Lon Kruger, but still. Yeah, I remember that. I think I was actually in elementary school when Ron Kruger was the coach, and then we went to a few. They didn't last long. I, f- I forgot when he was here because I didn't live here then. I've only been here two years, and a bunch has gone on, like the Raiders coming to Las Vegas and the mm-hmm. new facility. That started about the time I arrived. Yeah, so you when you came to Vegas, you things were actually picking up like there wasn't as slow and it just wasn't the strip mean being the mecca and the end all be oh yeah all i never i never experienced that era yeah so that is so old as myself i've been here for over 21 years and it's just been a drab not having any professional teams with the the first team being the las vegas golden knights i was here when they were playing with different logos and we finally got one that the whole city loves to Las Vegas Aces and the women's basketball just taking off here at Mandalay Bay. And then now we have the Las Vegas Stadium being built. And it's actually, as of November, it is 27% complete. And it only just keeps The latest on I heard it was about a third of the way complete, about 30 to 33%. So they've moved the needle a little bit. And yeah. it's supposed to be open a year from May? I could see that. I can see that. Um, As as we mentioned on the other episode, we drive past it. And to give you guys a kind of a visual, where UNLV is located is directly behind the Las Vegas Strip. And the Las Vegas Stadium is being created right across from Mandalay Bay on on the opposite side of Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, and it's going to be named Al Davis way soon because they want to honor the old and former and since deceased yes. owner of the team, Mark Davis's father, which is a great recognition. So it won't be called Las Vegas Stadium. It'll be Al Davis. No, it'll be located on the street name will be like Al Davis Way. Okay, I like that. Yeah. And um, to give, to give more of our listeners some more um, Vegas history, we have actually a lot of streets named after... Local greats here, such as Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra Boulevard. Jerry Tarkanian. Jerry Tarkanian. And it's it's a real joy to see what legacies and heroes will produce in our city soon be named after streets here. Maybe there will be one named after Rick Pitino. Yeah. See, Rick Pitino, I think it's just lovely. Make Las Vegas your home. Diana Ross already is living at the Wynn. So make your way here. It's star-studded. There's always lights, and, and everything's always open. So O.J. Simpson lives here. Yes, Floyd Mayweather lives here. Britney Spears lives here. Jennifer Lopez lives here. Nicolas Cage. Gwen Stefani. I actually see Nicolas Cage in eighth grade at, at a furniture store. Oh, nice. See? I, I've seen him o- exercising at Lifetime. Some of my friends in high school actually saw him exercising at a gym. I've never seen him personally, but I'd love to. I walked past and I said, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider? That's you? He said, yes, yes it is. He didn't seem like he wanted to be that bothered, but I did take a picture of him, not with him, and then I just left. <laughs> but oh, that's nice. Maybe he'll become a future 
Raiders season, season ticket holder. Season ticket holder. Yes, yes. And maybe, just maybe, like we were saying the other day, if, oh, I just had a brain fart. I was going to say Richard Sherman, but that's not him. Give it to me. Give it to me. I hate when my brain does this. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. If Marshawn Lynch just decides not to play, maybe he'll be a season ticket holder too. But I still stand the se- I still He's stand. He's not fine. going to return. At least I do not see it. He'll probably return as a coach of some sort or a fan, but he's definitely not going to be Marshawn Lynch. Okay, so this is how I feel. If he doesn't return, he's going to retire. I feel as that Marshawn Lynch is not going to go to any other football club. He's not, but he's going to retire. I can see retirement coming as Beast Mode is He retired already once. Yes, as I see, as they were saying, Beast Mode has continuing to just thrive as a brand as they have a store open here in Las Vegas. But I don't see and him I think they have another one planned. Yes. I think they do. I think so, too. It was doing really well. But I don't see him being any kind of coach. Come on. They would not hire. Maybe Marshall a guest Lynch. coach in the offseason. A motivational speaker. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But... You know, the media will be there, and who knows Workout how motivational trainer. he'll be in front of the media. <laughs> because he, you know what he said before. What did he say? I'm only here, so I don't get fined. Classic. Classic. Really a classic. A personality. And we if won't you, forget that. We won't forget that. And if you haven't seen the special with Marshawn Lynch and Bear Grylls, it's great. It was, it was actually very entertaining. <laughs> so... Some pretty big news that we have today. Um, actually, it re- was it reported this weekend about, let me pull up my laptop here, about Colin Kaepernick. And yeah, they settled the deal. reached an agreement with the NFL, and they had a, reached a settlement. Of like Sixty to eighty million, somewhere around there. Well deserved. They haven't. Wo- Colin hasn't worked in two years. And Reed had remained with the team, uh, with the Panthers, in, during the 2017 season. And he just got an extension, too. He didn't, at, but at first he didn't renew his contract. And then he just Yeah, got he extension. was in San Francisco first. Yes. And then they didn't renew his contract. And then he had, like, half a season off before Carolina Panthers signed him. Mm-hmm. And they just signed him to, like, a three-year extension worth of roughly $18 million, mm-hmm. which is great to see that. People are finally <laughs> hiring these people. Yes, and it, it's it's so crazy to think Tim about. Tim Tebow should still get a job, though. Oh, yes, he should. And we're doing the Tebow, if you, you can't see us. But um, <laughs> um, you have to – let's think about how long this is going on. It's, it's, it's February 29th – excuse me, 19th. Excuse me. February 19th, 2019. And Kaepernick filed his case against the NFL in November of 2017. This is two years that uh, this man has not received any kind of pay. But and here's had a job. the thing. How can you prove collusion? I don't think anyone colluded, in my personal opinion. People just don't like the bad PR. And for a quarterback who was a backup and in his last years had ranked near the bottom of the league in several statistical categories, mm-hmm. I don't think that there was collusion. I think it was just that people didn't want the PR headache that came out of him. That's just my personal opinion. But 
I think he should be in league and is good enough to be in league, but as a backup, I don't think there's collusion because okay. having a player like that, it's not worth the headache as a backup. Like, that's the reason people didn't sign Tebow. So let's clarify what collusion means for some people who don't understand what that word means. Collusion means the secret or According illegal, to Google, according the trusty to, Google. According to dictionary.com, according to that, it, uh, it is, means a secret or illegal corporation or conspiracy, especially in order to cheat or deceive others. So what I'm getting at is you're saying is Colin Kaepernick's athletic abilities are not as great as they once were, and they don't... Yes, because people caught up have, to his game plan. They don't have... So you're saying... The NFL wouldn't, since of his abilities being lacking, you're saying that the NFL wouldn't have a reason to act on collusion of him being a second-string quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. My argument to that is, no matter if he was hurt, no matter if he just couldn't throw that well anymore, if this is his job and he went to college for this job, let this man get. He's definitely honoring. He went to the rival of UNLV, which is uh, UNR, UNR, University of Nevada, whatever you like to call it. Yes. Because, you know, <laughs> we're not here to take sides. Yes. Well, of course we aren't, but I feel oh, as that. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Kaylin, I feel as that despite uh, his athletic t- abilities, the man deserves a job. And he should not be penalized on be out of a job just because of his stance on a social issue. And he was ranked almost dead last in the league in every statistical category there is. And out of thirty five qualified quarterbacks according to like ESPN, he ranked like thirtieth in like all of them. So what is that your point? Not what is your point saying that though? What's your it point? It means that it's not worth it to have him as a backup because it the PR headache is not worth it. So you're saying because he's dead It's the last. same reason Tebow doesn't have a job. And you see, it's not worth it as a backup because you want your starter as a face of the franchise. That's why Terod Taylor in Cleveland is a backup and Baker Mayfield is a starter. That's why Elon Mang is a starter in New York and Davis Webb is a backup. Okay. Or Geno Smith this past year. It's the reason why Jimmy G was a backup in New England didn't get much airtime. It's the reason that Tom Brady is the starter and the face of the franchise. You have certain faces of the franchise, and your backup should be a little more quiet. Otherwise, it turns into PR quiet. headache, which isn't worth it. So you're saying since I'm since I play second, since I play when you get hurt and I save the day, that I should just sit here and shut up. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I say it's not worth the PR headache for teams to sign him. I didn't say he's great enough to play in the league. Sure, but according to his last years under Jim Tom Sula, as well as another coach by the name of Chip Kelly, the current UCLA head coach, former Philadelphia Eagle mm-hmm. head coach, and as well as former Oregon head coach, Chip Kelly. Yes, that's Chip Kelly. Um, it was not worth it for teams to sign someone with that big of a PR headache. You and your PR department are not going to sign someone with that large of a headache because you need your star to be the face of the franchise. And you don't want your backup taking up all the headlines. 
So it sounds like we're politicking here. First of I'm all, not I'd politicking. like to mention PR in the front office doesn't win games. The players do. Players do, so but my question he's, is, go, he's good enough to be question, a backup, but not a starter. The, what exactly is the headache? Like, what is the headache? If anything, good press, because he's all press is good press. Because he's going to get in the press. He's going to get in the press every week. He's going to be asked for an interview. He's going but to be the headline on everything. It. It's that's not more, worth it to have that as your backup. Your team. That's more energy. That's more It's not worth it as your backup because more, you need to pay attention to the game plan. That's more Other players are going to be interviewed about him, and that's going to take away from the headline of the game. Your starter is going to be and should be the face of your franchise and should be the one talking to the media every day. Otherwise, if Kaepernick's on your team, he's going to talk to the media. Well, it's almost like having Tim Tebow on the team. I'm talking about Tim Tebow. Yes, that Tim Tebow who's now playing baseball. You don't want that as a PR headache. Well, listen, and how about Jimmy? You don't want that go, distracting from your game plan. How about Jimmy, Nick, and CJ get some kind of personality or storyline that gets them more attention? Because Colin Kaepernick should not just be the center of attention. However, he's his, going to be no matter what. what he was talking about he's was He's going very to be serious, no matter what. But it was very serious. And I don't think that whatever he was doing was just not for fun. He had no choice. And what he did yes, was... Yes, I agree. I I'm not saying what he did was wrong. I'm not here taking any sides in that. I'm just saying if I was a team owner and team owners back then should not have signed him because he was and still is a PR headache. You don't want to deal with someone who's going to get backup and take all the headlines away from your stars, away from the game. Well, look, you need I mean, it was pretty good the because they took, they took definitely, okay, Kaepernick definitely took away from they're losing record. I don't. I think that's a good thing, if you ask me. Chip Kelly still got fired. No, it didn't. Okay, I have this question for you. Why exactly do you think it has taken two years? Collusion. The collusion case. Kaepernick but to get still, a job, the to collusion get, to case. Get a job. The collusion case. And and what do you? But what do you really personally think? I'm not talking. The about collusion case. Collusion case. M- being explained. There are several teams that they. He fits with, and I know Joe put it out, and I've debated with him on Twitter about it, and there are several teams that he fits, like the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, if Nick Foles leaves, which is probably a greater possibility now. And then you have several other teams who are probably interested in him, but then on the flip side, do you really want to deal with that PR take? There's a reason why... His market is limited because certain teams don't want to have such a big PR headache. You don't want to deal with someone who has that big of a personality as a backup. He's not going to start. As a starter, it's fine. But if he's going to be a backup, it's not worth it. And okay. his last I'm two years stats too is not worth it I'm to be a starter. Here. Sorry to tell you, Kaylin, wake up call, but football is not daisies and rainbows. Things I know that. Happen you used to know way. that too. So my, I have another question. So you are saying that you think that Kaepernick was not hired to do his job because of his weakened athletic abilities. No, solely. because of his collusion case against the NFL. But... Some teams aren't going to sign him because of the PR headache he brings. They want their starter to be the face of their franchise. If I correct? was the Raiders, I want Derek Carr taking the headlines. I don't want every week 
taking like should Colin Kaepernick start? Should Colin Kaepernick start if Derek Carr struggles? Because I don't want that headache. I don't want to talk about that every single week, every single time I'm at my press conference. If I'm John Gruden, I wouldn't want to deal with that. If I'm any other coach, if I was a coach, I wouldn't want to deal with that question every week. I want my attention to be on the starter, the game, upcoming game, and the players who are starting. I don't want my attention to be placed on a backup. I mean, Carolina is probably going to be starting a new quarterback this year because Cam Newton, they might shut him down for the year, but so he's worth it there, but he's not worth it to have as a big guy as a backup. You don't want that headache. I'm so not Cam saying what Newton, he did is right or wrong. So I'm just saying just that what well. he did and over the last two seasons he's played doesn't warrant a contract. So um, this statement was released by the NFL Players Association on February 15th. Today we are informed by the NFL of a settlement of Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed Kaepernick. Conclusion cases. We are not privy to the details of the settlement, but support the decision by the players and their counsel. We continuously supported Colin and Eric from throughout their legal proceedings and were prepared to participate in the upcoming trial in pursuit of both truth and justice for what Least we believe the NFL and its club did to them. We are glad that Eric has earned a job and a new contract, and we continue to hope Colin gets his opportunity as well two years later. I have a question. Do you even think that Colin is even excited to play the game he once loved anymore when nobody wants to give him a job for two years? Yes, he is, and that's the reason he settled with the NFL and also settled with him. But I'm looking at this. Going to Pro Football Focus, a very accurate place. Least accurate QBs this season by adjusting completion. This is in 2016. Number one, Josh McCown, 65.8. Colin Kaepernick is second worst, 66.5%. Followed by Cam Newton, 67.3. But Colin Kaepernick is one of the least accurate quarterbacks in terms of passing. He brings a running ability, but it is not always a valuable asset. When people game plan for it. And if Colin Kaepernick can't throw and has proven that time and time again, he's not worth it to have as a back up. He might be worth it to have a starter, but his stats didn't warrant that. That's why a lot of teams Kaylin, didn't you sign are yelling. Him. You are yelling. Okay, so according to SB Nation, the NFL likely agreed to settle with Kaepernick and Reed because there was probably enough evidence for the league to look bad in court. They already looked bad out of court. Emails and other forms of communication between owners could have been made public if the case had proceeded. That won't be happening now because the settlement has been announced. Good job, NFL, because you knew. I think you'd rather cough up the cash than have the pillow talk exposed on a public scale. And once the media has it, Well, he's going to be in the league now. Is the team will sign him, but if I was the owner and I needed a backup, I wouldn't sign him. If I needed a starter, I'd sign him. Carolina, but his stats don't warrant that. But if you are badly in need of a starter with experience in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick would be a fine quarterback. 
But I'm saying it's just not worth it to have as a backup. That's okay. just my take. We're going to have to agree to disagree. You are listening to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. Okay. But yeah, they need outside linebackers, middle linebackers, defensive tackle. They need like the whole nine yards. And one player in particular in free agency that would be good would be Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton would be a good bargain free agent pick, and USA Today put out, and I agree with it because I've I've watched him at with the Browns. He used to he was the one who hugged the commissioner when he was drafted, that gave him that big bear hug and lifted him up. Yes, him that player from Wyoming, not from Wyoming, but from Washington. Well, the so Raiders- Danny Shelton, he plugged the gap for the Raiders this season. And he was more of, not stuff in the stat sheet, but he was a contributor because he did what was asked him. And with his huge, I believe it's like 6'5", mm-hmm. 330, somewhere around there, it, he, with his huge frame, he, look at him. He's going to plug the gap and everyone's going to be afraid to run at him. <laughs> and that's how he plugged the hole. And quote from... You say today, it wouldn't be a surprise if Shelton was looking for opportunity to have a more consistent role next year. He would be an excellent one technique for Raiders, and the combination of him and Hall would give the team a lot of athleticism and strength at the position. Mm-hmm. And he's a run stuffer. And when I say run stuffer, Ooh. he's a real run stuffer. And he helped the Browns out this last year. The Browns fell off on that with the Patriots, he did the same thing in the Super Bowl in a lot of games with the Patriots this year. He was a great player when he had the chance to play. And the thing I just read from Raiders Wire on USA Today is the truth. Expect expect that name to pop up a lot this season, off season, but don't be shocked to hear other names pop up as well because they need other positions. I don't think they need offensive line yet, offensive line, but they will take some. But I don't expect them to because they're uh, Colt Miller's young, mm-hmm. and several players are young in the offensive line. They don't have that ve- real veteran presence yet because their veteran last year, Donald Penn, was injured, and that's why Colt Miller was sort of pressed into duty. Raiders, before you can pay attention to the draft, you need to pay attention to free agency because it's mm-hmm. beforehand and it's going to sort of affect what to do and are going to do mm-hmm. in the draft. And there are plenty of free agency to choose from. And a couple that more that USA Today had were J.J. Nelson, Justin Hardy, and running back T.J. Yeldon, who would be an excellent pickup is he's – a little young. He's a former Alabama running back, and he caught 171 passes for over 1,300 yards and r- ran roughly, had roughly 3.9, 3.8 yards a carry this past season. And that's good enough production as a running back. And he was in a, he plussed into more due this season due to Fournette being down. And he would be a actually a really good pickup for a team that needs a running back. And talk about something that's lacking. The running back position is a lacking 
is uh lacking because Doug Martin is not the bell cow he once was. Marston Lynch is a free agent, which I don't expect him back. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at who to take. Take a flyer on TJ Yeldon. USA Today brought him up, but I also think he's a great guy because in a, a role player mold, you're not expected to play that much, but he, when he was pressed into duty, he performed. What do you think about targeting Quan Alexander from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think that would be a good, good pickup. Yeah, he only had 400 tackles in the last four seasons. Ooh. He was hurt a little bit. So he suffered a, a ACL injury, and you know that's never good in week six. Um, yeah, it's he was never out. Good. However, he's healthy now, and I think that would be a good look for the Raiders because what do we need again? Defense. Defense. For that vaunted Raider defense. Yes, yes. I hope you're listening, John Cruden. Anthony Barr, who maybe played his final game with the Minnesota Vikings. He's a free agent now. He starts the whole... He's... So you you need players that are healthy for the entire season. He started 71 games. So you need somebody who's not just who's just absent and who's hurt all the time. He's already proven himself to be standard and long-lasting and you can depend on him for this abysmal defense that the Ra- that the Raiders have. Yeah, and they'll only get better because you have free agency on the draft coming up three first-round picks. And you have the whole free agency to deal with. Not that getting the best free agents is the best thing, but it can help bring some veteran presence to your team that's going to be young. And then why don't we just snatch somebody in the same, well, well, same state for now because the the Raiders will be moving to Las Vegas. But while they're in L.A., well, excuse me, not L.A., while they're in Oakland, in the state of California, why don't they just snatch Corey Littleton from the Rams? Yeah, that would be an interesting pickup. He had racked up 125 tackles and four sacks for the first time in three years. Yeah, in a role player mode, maybe you can get him. And maybe he'll expand his role with a new team. Yeah. Because some of those value free agents actually turn out quite well. He's only 25. The Patriots pick up players every year and trade for players on, on value. And. They turn out for them. Why won't they turn out for John Gruden and the Raiders? Well, the Raiders actually had 33 pending free agents that will be returning. So that's good news. That's good. That's good. Yes, of course, Mike Mayock will definitely have his work cut out for him this season. First year general manager. Yes. And so we're talking about defense. We actually we talked about this uh, last week about Tavia Johnson as the new defensive uh, back the assistant coach to the uh, defensive backs. Correct. And um, he had definitely had his work cut out for him too, because his job is to literally flip this team upside down, to where we are stopping. We're not. We need to be stopping all possessions on the offensive side. We need to be stopping that. They don't need to be getting within a feet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's several players who you can pick up in free agency, but sometimes you need to draft some players as well. Don't you, Anaya? Yes, you do. And I was thinking, do you think that they'll trade away their number four? Hell no! 
course not, of course not. If they would try, I'll just say wait and see. Don't try to wait until, I mean, most of the time with different drafts, they they don't stick around for a long time. Um, they get drafted, they wait a while. It's like that weird, those weird hours between when you were drafted until when you were, you find yourself drafted to the Raiders and then next week you are a New England Patriot. You know, so I don't think that they will. They got some pretty good picks. Yeah, and with I know I'm skipping ahead a little here, but there's several people like Walter Football and NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah, Bleacher Reports Matt Miller, and ESPN's Todd McShay. They have several different cornerbacks slotted to the Raiders. None are in. The first pick, number four. But all of them are selected 24th to 27th, like cornerback Byron Mumphrey, Murphy, number 24th by Mel Kuyper. Yeah. You have Brian Burns. But Ad Miller uh, saying they'll draft Avon Mullen from Clemson with the 27th pick. You have Anthony saying as well Trayvon Mullen. And Evelyn Network and Matt Miller are pretty spot on. Mike Mack came from the NFL Network. So, you know, they're pretty reliable people who work over there. And so, you know, pretty reliable. I pay attention to Walter Football Line. They spot clock them at cornerback Greedy Williams, number at 24th of all, coming from LSU. But having these people slot defense is amazing. I mean, is 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 amazing, but it's good that they're all on the same page now because how much will change from now until the draft? A lot of people have um, made up their mind already. Like, what happened with Baker Mayfield last year? Mm-hmm. What happened with John Dorsey? What happened with John Dorsey? John Dorsey and. Um, Baker Mayfield, when did he make up his mind that he was going to draft him? Yeah, John Dorsey actually made his decision about Baker Mayfield 60 days prior, and he made it during the Senior Bowl, was it? Yeah, it was Senior Bowl. This is a... Is an SB Nation podcast Exclusive. News. This is an exclusive. I'll add the horns in. Yeah, John Dorsey, he, he already knew who he wanted. He eyed him out during the Senior Bowl. Yeah. And, and then it happened. Yeah. He said it, and then it happened. Yeah. And so with these people, with multiple people saying that possibly the Raiders will select a player like uh, Trayvon Mullen, it means a lot because – these players are actual people who might suit up for the Raiders. And these players, who knows, Mike Mack maybe made up his mind already. And look, you have another thing to look out for because Trevor Mullen is a stud. He won a couple national titles at Clemson. He knows how to win, and he can bring that winning mentality to that vaunted Raider defense. Um, 
So another person who I think that they should accumulate during their draft will be Rashawn Gary, uh, the defensive end from Michigan, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah so Michigan. I personally – we talked about the Camille, the Khalil Mack situation, and I think that they – that wasn't the best move for them that season, and it proved it. It proved. It was the best move. Rush, it was a good move. The pass was literally – Yeah, but it was a good shit. move. He wasn't worth – the highest paid defensive end in the league. He wasn't worth that type of money. He, pro- he did prove himself, but I mean, when he left, the Raiders. He had, wasn't worth that type of money. When the when he left, the Raiders just went down to a league low of thirteen sacks. Thirteen sacks. Yeah, 13. but you got three One, first three. round picks out of it. I'd rather have those three first round picks and be blown away. And I mean, I hope that the I hope that the front office really does work hard to fill that in because Khalil was such a star. That and you, he got away. He's the one that got away. So I feel like we have to fill in those spots and is uh, filling those holes in the defense because we really can't have thirteen sacks, Kalen. That is I, like it, it, that's shit. pitiful. That's shitty. That's that's <laughs> like that's terrible. I our fans could do better than that. <laughs> like you said last week about the um, shout out to you guys. What was it? It was negative seven. What was it? Negative seven. I knew it was something. And you're saying that. You might as well just have five people on defense. What was it? It was like, oh, because negative the, seven. Um, n- n- inter- no, no, like it wasn't turnover differential, but yeah. it was no, no, it was, uh, it was sacks because you know they can barely get off after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then you might as yes, well have yes, five people because you know sacks. five people can live anywhere on the defense and sack the quarterback because you know. It didn't take because that much. Because it doesn't take that much to <laughs> sack a quarterback. I mean, the NFL is full of stars, but come on. And uh, we all know that Gruden loves playmakers. So what about uh, Byron Murphy, the cornerback from Washington? I think he's good, but I'd take Trayvon. Um, I would take who I just said, and that would be Trayvon Mon from Clemson. I'd but, rather take him. But Murphy can further assist Gary on Conley, who had a good season last he had a good season. Considering. <laughs> considering. Hey, I'm being nice. I'm being very nice. The world isn't that way. Hold up. Listen, Kaylin, you got me away from my British action. I have to bring it back. <laughs> Excuse me. Where was I? Where was my head five minutes ago? What was I thinking? Definitely can't break character. Oh, that was good when she broke character. <laughs> so who was your greater writer this week? Great Raider, aren't we still talking draft? Are we still talking draft? I thought we were. Oh, come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because, you know, they have three first-round picks, and we can't just talk about one, because actually the latest news coming out of um, CBS Sports from Chris Chapasso, Hakeem Butler, number 27, who I said last week, mm-hmm. I beat him. I beat him to there. I beat him to the punch. <laughs> and, but... As Anaya said, you also need a tight end. Didn't you say that? Yeah, I did say that. I just did say that. And who would you take? For tight end, I'd definitely go with... There, There's like TJ Hawkinson. Um, there's also a couple other tight ends that you can take. Yeah, that's the only one I see slot, slotted to them. TJ Hawkinson, two people have him. CBS Sports' Ryan Wilson and the Athletic... Dane Brugler. 
Yeah, TJ is the only one that I can think of right now. And what do you think? What do you think of TJ? I mean, if we can get someone better, that'll be cool. However, TJ isn't. He isn't that bad. I mean, he was with Iowa State for the past season. He did okay in the bowl game. Yeah. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He had a very good day at, at his bowl game. Kaylin, you're making me break character again. He did great in the bowl <laughs> game. Uh, that that's good, TJ. y'all. Yeah, because TJ Hawkinson at Iowa in his bowl game, he had wait for it. He had three receptions, forty-three yards, and that's that was one of his largest outputs of the year in the Outback Bowl, and he was tied for 140th in receptions, 93rd in yards, tied for 80th in touchdowns, and really good to see that. Yeah. Production. The sophomore would do very well in the league. Oh but, yeah. I mean, he could fit. He could fit. We we literally, <laughs> I feel like the Raiders have their arms open, and they just need help. They cannot bring 13 sacks. To the Las Vegas Stadium. They can't. can't happen. They can't. And you know who will be great to help that? Who? Devin White. And because players like Nick Bosa will probably go number one overall. And some of the other players could go number one. But he is one of the top. He is like the top linebacker in the draft. Because he can get after the quarterback he can, with his athleticism, he can move around the field. And he has so much speed that he can affect every play, even if he's not making the play. And that's just good to see, especially out of him. He He's from Michigan, and he had 41 total tackles this past season. Five sacks tied for 111th. And he has 67 total tackles five passes defense and as a linebacker that's really good to see and he's really athletic and he'll be even better in the NFL than he was in college in his because he only played roughly like five games this past or in his last five games he didn't he played well but over the whole season he played really well I mean against the teams he played against he played against the likes of a uh, college football playoff final four team, Notre Dame. He had one and a half sacks against him in the opening game, and against what a team like Wisconsin, he had a sack against M- Michigan State. He had sacks. So you're seeing him have production against good teams, especially Notre Dame. One and a half sacks. That's his ge- season high in a game, and against a team like Notre Dame, who was a college football top player, top. Oh. Uh, team. We didn't even. He is. That's just excellent production out of him, and that will only translate to the pros because a lot of the players who play in the college football playoffs they go to the pros. I'm sorry, I don't have any statistics on that now, but <laughs> about how many players go f- to the NFL from the playoffs. But when you have that production against one of the better teams in the nation, that just speaks volumes to. How much, how good you are, and to only allow twenty four points to them, to only give up that many points, that's not, that's not that bad. 
because that's really good. He's because they could out have outscored you by a bunch more, but he helped. He helped that, and his athleticism, his speed. He is one prospect that I would keep tabs on. A prospect that I think that the Raiders should keep tabs on, as we mentioned before last week, Jalen Ferguson from Jalen Ferguson. Excuse me, Jalen Ferguson. Jalen, Jalen, they look the same. Same diff. <laughs> we want to make sure we say it right. Jalen Ferguson, who broke the Louisiana Tech program record with 45 sacks, we mentioned, and he was disinvited I, from I the I heard draft. that he's projected to fall maybe to the second round now because he was barely first-rounder, but I heard he might fall to the second round now Due because to of his incident that uh, he had in college. But, you know, it's better to look it down the draft because with all the hype surrounding the – First round, you need to look down the draft a little. Yes, yes. Do you think that his uh his achievements and his feats will? I think it'll be a good look for him on the Raiders. Yeah, I I th- I think he would yeah. fit, and the Raiders need some defense because Paul Gunther can't run with nobodies. He needs somebodies to attack the quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and get after the run because we all know. Their defense was atrocious last year. Yeah, Gunther plays with a more uh, uh, too high safety scheme, which uh, should allow, you know, he needs he needs instinct, he needs speed, he needs playmakers. Devin like. Bush, Jalen Ferguson, and uh, Trayvon, um, and then you look have a player like Trayvon Mullen. These are players with speed. These are players that fit Paul Gunther's style of play on the defensive side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking about what we need, my favorite segment, what's lacking and what's cracking. What's lacking, Kaylin? I, th- I thought we already said this. It was defense. Defense. Well, of course. Besides the defense. <laughs> Listen, the defense is always going to be lacking. <laughs> the defense will forever be lacking. What about what's cracking? Uh, what's cracking? Well, what's cracking is um, Derek Carr. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Because Derek Carr, if you remember last year, he was struggling at the beginning of the year. To start out the season, he had, you know, he wasn't that great because he had a few uh, interceptions. He had 10 on the year, but over his first games of the season, he had, over his first Five games of the season, he had six interceptions, and he only had four the rest of the year. He had he went twelve games without an interception. Mm, that was good. his last game. He threw two, but he had twelve games without an interception. People say you need a quarterback. People say that Kyler Murray's there. No, you don't need one. Derek Carr can throw. He needs some deep threats, but. You don't need that, and I be- thoroughly believe that Derek Carr is not lacking. He is cracking. Cracking. Okay. Well, I just feel like what's lacking for me about the Raiders is lacking. Lacking. Oh, okay. excuse me. Cracking. Cracking. Yeah. Release the cracking. <laughs> exactly. I I meant to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I get points for that. So what's cracking for the later the Raiders for me are. The efforts in our community here in Las Vegas. 
I love what they're doing. They actually have, I have friends who are Raiders ambassadors. There's a weekly event going on with the Raiders somehow, some way. They have the football training camps that they do um, with different elementaries and middle schools in Las Vegas Valley. Raider ambassadors go out and they run football drills with the students, get them out of class for 60, day, 60 minutes of play. And they, they do it on a weekly basis, as well as giving back to the community, to That's shelters. That's really good. It's really, it's really great. good. It's, and one of my friends, she, she comes home, and she's so excited, and she it doesn't really seem like work for her. That, going that's and talking. good to see. Yeah, it's a new Because they give back day. to the community, and they're starting to do that here, which is great to see. Yes. Because without them, where would these people be? They would not have these same opportunities, and they wouldn't feel as special as they are. Because you need this, to have Kaylin. people be valued and show that everyone has value in God's eyes. Think about this. You in fifth grade, the Raiders pulling up to your school in your playground running drills with you. Think about how phenomenal that is to a child's life this afternoon. What a surprise it is to actually be approached and and gifted with the opportunity to play with Raiders. And sometimes they actually have ex-players and ex-members come out there and run with the kids. It's phenomenal. They have a tent. They give them stickers, little towels, everything. It's truly, I I thank the Raiders, the, the association, the club, and the NFL for providing this to our city because it really is making an impact, and they haven't even played one game yet. Oh, yeah. They're trying to build the fan base in Las Vegas. And a legacy. And to build it with giving back to the community is like none other because you need to get back to the community first of all and for them to do that that's just fantastic literally that you know the way to our hearts is food but the way to the community's hearts is giving back yeah exactly and it shows that the raiders care like the nfl cares the raiders care in Las Vegas and if you don't see us uh, we're making little hearts we're making little hearts <laughs> in the radio in the mic so who was your greater writer? Speaking of big things and great things. Johnny Townsend. Guess what? You know why Johnny Townsend is my greater writer? During why, the last Kevin? show, he had a birthday on February 14th. But 19? 20. I'm 19 now. 19 years but old. Johnny Townsend, job, we want to wish him a be- happy belated birthday. If you're watching this, Johnny Townsend, happy birthday to you. He was a Raiders fifth-round pick this past year, and he's uh, the punter for the team, and he had 70 punts with a 64-yard long, 43.2 average, and he landed 17 punts inside the 20 this past year. But most importantly, his birthday was this past year, and he is my greater Raider for the week. And speaking of that, I just want to say he set the all-time punting record, average per punt record for the floor Gators in 2016 of the 47.9-yard average. And he can replicate that in the NFL with the Raiders. And having 43.2-yard average per punt and 64-yard long, that's just great. Because if you look at everything that they went through, and then you see the Broncos release their former kicker because their former, actually punter, sorry, excuse me, Broncos' former punter, they released him because he was too much of an issue, Marquette King. But Townsend went in and did a 
decent job. And you know what? First season, you're always getting warmed up. Second season, sophomore slump. But third season, he'll be great. But this year, I think he'll be even better. And we wish him a very happy birthday. Ha very happy belated birthday. And that's why he's my greater raider for this week. Thanks for sharing that, Kaylin. Well, the birthday is in the air. My greater waiter today will be Kirk Morrison, the ex-San Diego State alumni and our ex-raider. He played, he had some times with the Buffalo Bills. He um, was actually drafted by the Raiders in the third round, speaking of drafts, and he also played for the Jacksonville Jaguar. Today, Kirk Morrison turns... 37, very young. Um, he actually retired. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He retired as a linebacker with 568 solo tackles. To you, Kirk Morrison, we want to say happy birthday. And thank you for spending your time with the Raiders. And that is why Kirk Morrison is my greater Raider. And we'll be right back after this to wrap up our show on Spitting Silver and Black. There we go. <laughs> With your host, Anaya Fire, and Kaylin Sokel. On Twitter, you can follow me at, at mini underscore Kyle2. And where can they follow you? Oh, where, they, where, where, they, where can they follow me? You can definitely follow me on Instagram at A-N-I-E-A-L-A-T-I-O-N. And then on my Twitter sports media page at A-N-I-E-A-S-P-O-R-T-S. <laughs> That's good because Twitter's better than Insta. And why do you say that? Because Twitter, that's where you get all the news. Insta, your heart, you don't get any news. You see pictures of people. Oh, it makes me, well, I'm it's a nauseating. I'm a journalist. Photo, I'm a journalist Photojournalism, and then you mix photo with print journalism on Twitter. So, I mean, it, you just get a combination of both. I think it's Tw healthy Twitter's to have better. both. I mean, we, did we, we did take our social media. Oh. I had a social media class, but we have a sports need, class together. I need a, I need a social media class. I was going to take it this semester, yes, but I actually the professor took it. is Burroughs, the grad professor. One of the professors that taught in the past that I heard is really good. They had class to attend, and he could not teach a course this semester. But you know what? Hopefully, they'll have next semester. Yes, he's actually a grad student, so I do feel for him. As he is a grad student, he's the graduate coordinator here at UNLV, and it's a pretty big position to have while teaching a class so we digress so well this is our end of the show it's called the end zone very clever we're, we're wrapping up the show now we're wrapping up the show we thank you all for listening it's been an hour of non-stop commentary on what the Raiders need and uh league news so around the league and we also gave you a little tidbit on you know the men's basketball yeah when it they are actually like one of 15 teams or so that have actually won the title since 1990. Believe it or not. Yes. Believe it. I like how you added that. Believe it or not. Because it's not something easy to believe. Being exactly. Being a record in Especially with where day. UNLV basketball is. And now it's pathetic. No one pathetic. shows up. No, we were just talking about that. You can literally echo in the Thomas and Mac arena and hear yourself on the opposite side. Which is insane. But you can hear yourself on the opposite side, too. Yeah. Because I think I just heard an echo. Yes, that was. And the, it's supposed to be Pack the Mac. That's right. Let's yeah. Pack the Mac, Rebels. Let's give us some support. Maybe we get more support. We start winning more games. Or, or, or we hire Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. As you said at the beginning of the show, Joe Rigo and Jeff Rodlove, they're both tweeting out that he's the front runner for the job. And, and Bad Mata 
and Thaimata is the second choice. But I go Rick. Rick, Rick, go, let's go. And a slick Rick and, you know, <laughs> a former mob city for a present Italian. I put that on Twitter. You know, there's, there's one person who is leading the charge, and that stallion is Italian. Quote Jeffy Wadlove. I love that tweet. And according to SB Nation, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed have ended their con- collusion case against the NFL, and they have agreed to a settlement. And we, we here have agreed to disagree. agree to disagree <laughs> on the subject matter because one person thinks he should have been the NFL since day one, and I on the hands and backing the statistics behind it, and I disagree that if you're going to have him as a backup, he shouldn't be in the league. But if you're going to start him, then he deserves to be playing. And I deserve that no one should be discriminated or out of a job just because their stance on a political situation. Just because things are... Everybody's so sensitive nowadays. And being is so sensitive, it can cost you your job. So we're happy that Eric Reed well, found I don't a home. Th- I don't think that is the main reason. Like I we th- said, I, we will I'm agree to by, disagree, I'm back by statistics. We will agree but to disagree, But again, we agree Kaylin. to disagree. Eric Reed has found a home with the Carolina Panthers, and we just pray that Kaepernick... And Colin Kaepernick, there are several suitors for him now that his case has been settled. And to start as well, at Carolina, there's an opportunity for him to play there, possibly. And... He might end up there, and that's my gut feeling. I have nothing to back that, but I think that's a perfect fit we for just him because they want to change much in the offense, and he wouldn't be the backup. Playing and he the wouldn't game have that, that much, he loves and actually gets paid for it. And he wouldn't have that much. Um, and he would take the headlines as a starter. He wouldn't be take all the headlines as a backup, where I agree or disagree with Anaya because I don't think it's about politics. But anyways, uh, then we also talked about the draft, the draft and free agency and what cracking what's lacking where I said they needed safety help. I said they needed linebacker help. I said they needed defensive back help, safety. I brought a few names like exactly. And I brought a couple names like Devin Bush, who's extremely athletic. I also brought players like two people had. Them drafting Trayvon Mon, Daniel Jeremiah, Matt Miller, and I think he's a great player who knows how to win from Clemson. And they both have him at number 27 pick. So that might actually turn into something legit. And then. And Gruden uh, and Guthner both need playmakers, so Brian Murphy and Rayshon Gray would be great, and great then, to add to this defense that we need on the Raiders. And then last week I said Hakeem Butler is and would be a good selection. And Chris Trapasso was late to the gate with that because I said last week, and he said this week on the 19th, which is when we're recording this show. And didn't you also say one name on with the tight ends as well? And why did you say him? Oh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa because he had an incredible bowl game. Was it the Tostitos Bowl he played in? It was the Outback Bowl. Outback Bowl, excuse me, the Outback Bowl that he played in. And another person I mentioned... Uh, possible draft pick was Brian Burns from Florida State. We definitely need help on that pass rush and to speed it up. You know, Guthner likes that two-way speed high safety play, and I think that he can definitely help out 
Um, and what was what was cracking was the community mm-hmm. and how the Raiders are helping with our community in our local elementary and middle schools, providing, coming and taking over recess, which junior training camps is that they call them, and they run drills and make them actually feel like they can be a Raider too. Yeah, and I said what is cracking is that Derek Carr, who had six interceptions to begin the season in his first five games, then over the next 12 games, he had four interceptions, and but he had 12 games without an interception, which is great, and you don't need a quarterback, so no Kyler Murray, and that talk should just end now, and that is why that is cracking. But I also said previously was lacking too, and I also, back when we were talking about that, I said that you might need a young running back like T.J. Yeldon, formerly of Alabama, now of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I said him because he's young, and he averaged about 3.8, 3.9 yards a carry, had 1,300 reception yards, and when you have him, your offense is going to expand because he played a role position now, and later on, his role to expand, and with the Raiders, there's a perfect opportunity for him to start at running back and be healthy, so love, you can ease him in if you draft him, and... T.J. Yeldon would be a perfect complimentary back for John Gruden's offense. And I also said one player, another player on the defense who you can pick up, Danny Shelton, because he's a run-stuffing defense. People are afraid to run after that 6'5", like 330 frame. And he would be a great player. He played for the Patriots past year, won the Super Bowl, and he knows how to win. He brings that wing mentality that John Gruden wants. And then... We wrapped it up with a greater Raider. Who was your greater Raider? My greater Raider was Cook Morrison, whose birthday is today, 37 years young, uh, ex-San Diego State alumni who ran for, who uh, retired with 568 solo tackles. Salute to you and happy birthday. And my greater Raider was Johnny Townsend, who turned a young 24 years old and every 14th, last time we recorded the show. And he averaged 43.2 yards per punt with a 64-yard long, 17 inside the 20 on 70 punts. And he's my great writer because I want to wish him a happy belated birthday. And in case you're wondering, 17 inside the 20 is roughly, you know, 24.3% of... His kicks land inside the 20-yard line, his punts. And that's really good. So we wish him a happy belated birthday. And everybody, thank you so much for listening once again to Spitting Silver and Black on SB Nation. We want to uh, encourage you guys to listen to our other shows that we do have on the Silver and Black Podcast Network. Go ahead and listen to Q&A, Q&A with, with your, your boy, boy Q, Q and, and the one and only Joe Rigo. Silver and Black Turf with Nick Hamilton and your very own and great special guy, Scott Winter. And, and look out for the Raiders, Raiders Roundtable Table. where you fans can come in and join us. Yes. Perfect opportunity for you guys, so stay tuned. And thank you guys all for listening once again to... Spitting Silver Silver and Black Black on the Silver and Black Black Pride Podcast Network on SB SB Nation. Nation. Woo! The Raiders are coming. To Las Vegas.